See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, what counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. New International Version. Motives Matter. The interior life of a person is important. Life is neither a mere getting things done nor doing what is needed on the exterior. A house may be beautiful and orderly on the outside, with careful landscaping, a manicured lawn, and attractive appearance, yet on the inside it might be disorderly, full of relational discord, and completely discombobulated. The exterior life of a person is also important. But it's only half the person. And, unlike God who sees the heart, we aren't always privy to what's going on inside someone. Folks who are enamored with outward displays of spirituality and righteousness tend to be compulsive about maintaining appearances, for both themselves and everyone else. Policing outward forms of righteousness through clear identifiable means is really nothing more than old-fashioned judging of one another. It's antithetical to grace. And it smacks of the snooty superiority of star-bellied sneeches. Rather than a star on the belly, in the Apostle Paul's day it was circumcision. Those who had it were in and those without it were out. Never mind the interior life. A hard outward boundary of righteousness was established by false teachers who made the Christian life easy by simply holding to readily observable forms, like circumcision. It wasn't that circumcision was a bad thing. The issue was making it a necessary part of the Christian life. Not circumcised? Not a Christian, insisted the false teachers. In other words, one had to become Jewish before becoming a Christian. I can picture the Apostle Paul doing a hand to the forehead, saying, Oy vey. For the Christian, one must be vigilant not to exaggerate baptism. On the one hand, I would argue far too many believers underestimate the significance and importance of baptism. Flippantly making it a personal choice, as if the individual is in complete control of one's own salvation, is not only wrong-headed, it's downright blasphemous. Yet, on the other hand, a preoccupation with getting a person, especially a child, baptized, as if the world might end if it doesn't happen, betrays the same problem as Paul faced with circumcision in the first century. The proper approach, it seems to me, is to embrace the full spectrum of Christianity, both outward and inward, the whole person. And Paul addresses this by anticipating a question of the Galatian congregation, what, then, is of central importance? The answer is, a new creation. To be transformed by the power of the Spirit is what really counts. The grace of God in Christ, applied to a person, brings a change to inner motives and attitudes, as well as outer behavior through loving actions. We must always keep in mind that the sign points to the substance. It would be weird if I were traveling to Milwaukee on I-94 and pulled over on the interstate next to the sign marking the city is ahead, crawl all over it, and say, I'm here. The overall thrust of Paul's letter to the Galatians is that they were debasing the true worship of God into an outward show, honoring Christ with their lips but not holding Him in their hearts. Christianity is fundamentally not about what we do for God but what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. It is divine grace which saves people. We belong to God. Just as we neither chose our own parents nor the time when we were born, so akin to this is, before we chose God, God chose us. We don't born again ourselves, God does the rebirthing. 
And since it is solely the work of God in us, there is zero reason to boast about the circumstances of our new birth and becoming a new creation in Christ. We didn't save ourselves. It would be something like getting a COVID-19 vaccine and then bragging about how we stopped the pandemic. Instead, we are to bear the spiritual marks of Christ's crucifixion on our inner selves. No one is saved because they deserve it but simply because they need saving. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, grant us the faith to accept your saving work in the cross and to be so transformed by it that we will not be without excuse on Judgment Day. Help us not merely walk at your side, with mere words to offer. Convert us and give us new life in you so that in the end we will not be dry wood, but living branches in you, the true vine, bearing fruit for eternal life. Amen.